bring my girlfriend home and there's like another naked woman in my bed and I demand that she have a threesome with her and then when she complains, I say, don't slut shame me. <laughs> I actually really like the I thought you were sex positive. It's, like, yeah. Yeah, it's just sort of amazing. You said you'd do anything. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, you used the word anything that clearly gives me carte blanche. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is often controversial, but mostly in good faith. I'm pretty pleased with our topic list for today's show, which includes a discussion about the benefits of monogamy for children, libido changes due to various supplements and medications, a surprise threesome, and more. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike. And Mike, I was thinking about something this week as I Mm. laid in bed, not sleeping as I would have preferred. And when is the last time you lost material sleep because of like being out too late partying or trying to get laid or anything? Like, I, I just feel like I have such good control of my sleep when I control the variables, but in the dating world, I don't control the variables. Yeah, that doesn't, uh, yeah, that's not a common, I'm not sure I've ever had that happen. Oh, that's not true. That's not true. I've had that happen. Sure. Where you're like fucking late at night and you like had something to do the next day. Sure. Sure. That's happened. But not, not common, not common. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm seeing somebody now that, yeah, it's just, she stays up a lot later than me. She has horrible sleep hygiene and it's sort of frustrating. (laughs) It's particularly Um, difficult this time of year when you have the, the sun's not up for that long. So if you're not careful, you can like only get like three hours of or whatever, some very small number of hours of sunlight a day. You can basically put yourself in Iceland or Alaska uh, if you're not careful, right? I can't sleep outside of my like sleeping window. Like between 11 and 7, I can always sleep perfectly and soundly and get my eight hours in. But if I go to bed at 11.30, I will still wake up at exactly 7. And if I go to bed at 2.30, I will still wake up at exactly 7. And You know what that makes me think of? Uh, the movie Groundhog Day. <laughs> How he always wakes up with that... Uh, yeah, that song. What is it? I'm not sure what the song is. Is it... I don't remember. Nah, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, but it makes me think of that. I, I think most people do not experience that. I think that's a rather unique or unusual state of affairs of always waking up at the same time. Well, it's useful when I control everything because I get perfect sleep. Sure. But, sure. yeah. Anyway, this is definitely a whiny first world problem. Like, oh, I'm too busy dating to get my sleep. But yeah, it like occurred to me that, yeah, I mean, you've been married for however long you've been married. Like, I'm sure this effectively never happens to you. Not the, not, not pretty much not the situation you're describing. I mean, I've had it where, depending on when you're trying to go to sleep, I mean, there's the ordinary thing when if you're trying to go to sleep earlier, something yeah. will come up, but, but I understand what you're, you're basically talking about being with somebody who's, who wants to stay awake till 3am or something. Right. I think that, I mean, don't you think that normally when this happens, normally it's the man keeping the woman awake. I think that's, I think pestering about up. sex. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Waking her up repeatedly during the night to put an unload another load inside of her. <laughs> She's like, really? Yeah. For better or worse. <laughs> that hasn't been the case here. So, right. Yeah. She, are you experiencing women waking you a, a, a person, a partner you're dating, waking you up in the middle of the night, wanting you to fuck her again? Is no, this person just wants to talk. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. About I'm, what, Keith? I'm a victim of my own charm. I got to tell town. 
uh, pop culture, political things, sports, <laughs> astronomy, uh, uh, mathematics, some of the new proofs coming out. Some of those topics and not some of the others. <laughs> Say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on. So uh, <laughs> someone told me that her roommate uh, always fakes her orgasms with her partners. She was like, I'm pretty sure she's faked all of her orgasms. And she knows that uh, this roommate had like a multi-year part, uh, boyfriend and faked all their orgasms. And then I read this thread on Reddit this week, and it's pretty short. So I'm just going to read it now. She's like, hi, sure. I, I'm a 19-year-old female and my boyfriend, an 18-year-old male, have known each other and have been best friends for over eight years. Uh, two months ago, I confessed I liked him and we started having a relationship and things have been amazing. However, I've had prior experience when it comes to being sexual while he is not. And I made it very clear that it doesn't matter to him and that I'm more than happy to work with him through things. During our sexy time, I usually give him oral while he only uses his fingers. I make him come every time. However, he hasn't really gotten me there yet. At the start of our relationship, I made sure not to fake it. Made sure not to fake it. And <laughs> just trying to tell him what I was feeling and why it wasn't really working. But it got to the point where he was getting frustrated with himself and I didn't know what to do. So I started to fake it and it made him really happy. So since I have just kept doing that, I still give him some instruction, but he doesn't really get it and gets to the point where it feels like I'm faking it to get it over with, which sounds just awful to say. I love this man to death. He is my best friend and I don't know what to do. I obviously don't want to keep faking it because eventually the truth's going to come out and I know that might hurt him more. Advice would be amazing. Okay. Uh, I mean, we've touched on this many times, but like the damage she's doing to like just women in general with this kind of behavior is uh, profound. Like every partner that this man has going forward is... Like, like he's just going to be confused. He thinks that he knows like how to do things and he's clueless. Like why? Yeah, like faking has da downstream consequences. Yeah. I mean, you know that my prior on this is just, I, I start from a different position than you do. I think that, uh, yeah, I combine faking with women being confused about orgasms or doing this alternate definition of orgasms that we talk about sometimes where they, that we get yelled at by women about where uh, where they 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 think there's a separate thing that happens to women that doesn't happen to men. There's there's a type of orgasm women have that's very similar to what a man has, right? Sure. There's like this thing. Where yeah, let's focus our attention there on for this conversation. Which the real ones? Oh, okay, yeah. So, but the, I'm just saying that like this other thing. I think when you I, I lump that together with the women who are faking to arrive at a conclusion that some very large percentage of female quote unquote orgasms are not orgasms. And it's oh, probably like age loaded. So uh, when a woman is, I don't know, 17, it's probably like half of women. That's all they're experiencing, either faking or no, no orgasms, faking or something they think is an orgasm that isn't. Faking or misidentifying. And then, yeah. And then, uh, or or just not having one and being honest about it, you know, just yeah. not, not going through the motions. Uh, and then that declines over time. I have no idea. But but my guess would be that something like you know by age fifty, it's still like twenty five percent of women are in that category. That it would my guess is something like that. So it it leads me to a different conclusion than you have, right? It's not oh, there's this. I actually would guess that of those categories, the faking women is the smallest. So I don't think that there's some massive set of faking women out there that are like ruining it for everyone. I think there's just this general problem, and that causes men to not understand female sexual response. So ironically, the people that yell at us saying 
you don't understand everybody's different. It's like, yeah, actually what you're doing is hurting women. That that I think hurts women a lot more. This like this this rhetoric that says, oh, uh, everything's an orgasm. It's like, okay, well then no women, right. then basically no men are going to even try to give women orgasms. Right. Um, I mentioned, do you want to say more about this? Because I have a, I have a something that's an offshoot of this. No, go ahead. Okay. So I mentioned, I think, Last week or two weeks ago, this this couple on Pornhub, and I I, I was I couldn't remember the name, but I found it now. I'm going to okay. send you a link, and I'll put it in the show notes. They're called the uh, Lustful Lovers. Okay, Lustful Lovers, pretty pretty amateur seeming. Um, I mean, obviously, it's not amateur in that they have, uh, you know, more than a hundred videos. So why don't you go to that link that I will put in the show notes as well, so people can enjoy it. Go okay. to say 15 minutes, and we don't need to like watch it together or anything, but you can sort of see what's going on here. Um, it's a pretty attractive couple. Uh, I mean, the man is in really good shape, young, the woman's very pleasing on the eye, young, um, like nice, (laughs) nice looking everything on her basically. I mean, what, what, how would you rate her a scale of one to 10 to sort of attractiveness? Uh, she's she's a pretty decent sized chin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do like chiseled jaws uh yes yeah she's attractive i I don't she's not really my cup of tea but i but i can appreciate that this is an attractive lady okay so what this couple is very sort of amateur they seem to really like each other what he does something annoying like when he's nutting he'll say i love you again and again which i find actually kind of revolting they're being very affectionate after he nutted yeah, so you you had the sound on in your headphones. I take it. I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the uh, but if you if you pay attention to the sort of later parts of their videos, he this is the guy who always says like, "Come with me, come with me," and she obviously never does. I see. Obviously, like I watch it and I'm like, this woman. Now I don't know if he if it's just dirty talk, and like if so, good on them. I hope you know that's totally. I don't, I don't care. You know if people are have their own way of pattering, but if he thinks she's having an orgasm, that's not great. Because she's not. Right. <laughs> she's just basically like trying to urge him to finish because she likes it. She's not like mad at him or anything. It's just, yeah, she's not. She's pretending. She's she's not even really faking, to be honest. But, you know. So this is the kind of thing that I think men see. And they think, oh, okay. So the way this the female body works is as I get close to my orgasm, she gets super excited and has an orgasmic experience. And it's like, that's, it's not impossible, but it's not common. Yeah. So they, show, they showed something at the end that you didn't like, didn't they? I really, <laughs> you can see it on my What face. did they do? Oh, he's just oh, yeah, letting the, the cum drip out of her. And then he's like rubbing it between his fingers. And The letting it drip out is really bad. It reminds me of um, <sighs> if you have candle wax that's melting and then yeah. part of it congeals, but the rest is still melted. It's yes. like that. And so they have slightly different colors. There's like this very silver cum. Yeah. And then there's some more watery kind of clearish translucent cum and it's really really not i don't understand yeah. why anybody would get off on seeing that yeah um yeah, sorry sorry about that part so people can confine their watching to say 15 minutes through fifteen <laughs> fifty, yeah 16 yeah. minutes so it's, it be careful a, if a nosedive you know we've talked about this before but <laughs> pornhub has the little chart that shows like where people are most interested in the videos and yeah it tapers off real quick after the uh the apex there <laughs> There's a little bit of a, I mean, actually, there's a little bit of a hump. I think I detect I around the I scooping the semen out part, though. I know, I see that too. Okay, yeah. I, I have to close this. This oh. sure you should. That was not the point at all. The oh. point was just the like I actually um, 
when consuming porn, this particular couple, though I find, I think I find her more attractive than you do. I find it's just nice. Right. They're both nice looking. It's great. Yeah. They, it's amateur feeling like it's cool. But the, the um, her, him insisting that she orgasm really takes me out of it. I really don't like I that because I actually empathize with the woman. It's like she can't orgasm on command like that. I know she can't. My thought is that they could be hamming it up for the camera. Okay, but it bo- I'm just saying it's not my it's not my I cup get of tea it. that they're doing. Even that, even yeah. if that's the case, it bothers you. Yeah, yeah. So so which goes back to your point of, I think that that kind of thing that kind of thing really potentially does a disservice to women because it uh, that's not realistic. It's just uh, this like epidemic of not orgasms is something that I hadn't really. <laughs> I mean, people moan about how confused men are about the female orgasm, but like. <laughs> Is that even a reasonable critique? I mean, men probably are uh, unfairly uh, dismissive and and not interested in you know female pleasure. But even for the interested man, it's pretty freaking confusing. There's just all these. There's fakes. There's uh, calling things orgasms that aren't orgasms. There's you know all, all this stuff on porn where like you know the women are you know, pretending that various activities are arousing to them, but they just obviously aren't. There's just, yeah, this whole jungle of confusion. Yeah. And and not to mention that there's, this is, this reminds me of like some sort of culture war narrative that we don't have to get into, but there's a certain amount of kind of belittling of men saying, oh, men just don't understand that being, I mean, okay, maybe, but uh, if you take a random man that's over 30 years old Mm -hmm. and a random woman the random man is much more likely to in-depth understand how orgasms work in a human body than the woman is. Just because men know when they've had them. By age 30, a man is very, like almost all men have had a lot of them. They know how to produce them. They know what sure they feel so. like. Whereas the woman might actually, like decent odds of never having had one and be very confused about it. So men really do have some kind of uh, biological, it would be like, this is what it's like. It's like woman splaining. Like men are, men know more about orgasms than women do. Like, wow. right. Because we're bet we're better at it. We're going to get clipped. Good. I can, I can, I can feel it now. Uh, okay. I wanted to mention like one other thing from, you know, my, my dating exploits of the last week. Mm. Uh, so I had a date last and, week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she got like the day wrong. And the way I figured out she got the day wrong was she sent me a text apologizing that she was going to be a bit late. When and I was, uh, I think the date was supposed to be at say seven and then okay. she was like, Oh, I'm going to be a bit late, more like seven fifteen. And then but she sent you that on the wrong day. Yes. And okay. she sent it what, to me like no. five minutes before or 10 minutes before. Day. No, before, oh. like, if you're going to be late, you should be able to tell me you're going to be late more than two minutes before you're actually late. But isn't this just an epidemic in sort of Gen Z culture? Sure. The next day, she... uh, So so I responded. I said, oh, well, thanks for letting me know. But we actually agreed to meet tomorrow, not today. And she's like, oh, yeah, sorry, my bad. Um, But that means she was on her way. And also, what I mean, my... Okay, my assumption there as a guy would be that she was meant to text someone else. (laughs) (laughs) That she did have a date at 7 with someone else that same day and she just mistakenly texted you right because otherwise like wouldn't she be like hey but i'm only three minutes away from uh, you know what i mean from the restaurant we're going to or whatever yeah i uh 
You didn't investigate that. Part. I naively am afraid to report I hadn't considered that, but you are right. Oh, okay. That appears to be Occam's razor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but uh, setting that aside, um, yeah. the day that we actually met, uh, we had the following. Um, hold on, let me. I'm, I'm scrolling, trying to find it here. Um, okay, found it. Uh, she said, so sorry, running a bit late. I'll see you in a few. And I'm like, obviously annoyed because, you know, this is the second time. So she did time. it again. Yeah, the yeah. second time in two days. So anyway, I, resp- I replied, no stress, which is always what I reply when, when people are late because... That's not it, what you it, reply when I say I'm late. It, I can go through my messages, yeah. but you always no, say, no, no, you always no, no, say, no, no, no. no I like, like dot, rip you dot, a new dot. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody it's really ugly. Like, anybody who knows me, I find it like totally unacceptable <laughs> for them to be late because they know that that's like one of my like, that's like maybe my only rule of engagement is to be on fucking it's true. time. All right. It's anyway, true. so I replied no stress because, you know, I'm not trying to self-sabotage myself. And then she said, yes, stress, LOL. First impressions are really important and I am very punctual. So I am stressed, but I'll be there soon. So sorry again. And I kind of wanted to reply, well, except for yesterday too, right? <laughs> because like, <laughs> she's like, well, she was technically quite early. First impressions are really important and I am really, and I am very punctual. So I just think it's, uh, I just thought that was sort of funny. Um, How did the date go then? I mean, did that, did that taint your entire experience? No, I actually reeled in my my rage and uh, gave her a fair shot. And I thought, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good date. I think I will see her. I thought you were going to say you reeled in something else. All right. No, unfortunately. Um, Have we talked about this comedian? Have we talked about this comedian named Taylor Tomlinson? Is that her name? Nope. Looking her up now. We've probably talked about. You can. Why don't you take 30 seconds and talk about what you think about having Taylor Swift shown every single time the. Cleveland, sorry, the Kansas, <laughs> Kansas City, City. score a touchdown. Okay, I have like a like a fourth wave opinion on this. Uh, okay, so like the current zeitgeist is like most men are like infuriated by it, and they like want the Chiefs to lose because they're so tired of seeing Taylor Swift every time Travis Kelsey scores a touchdown. That's how I feel, and I like Taylor Swift's music. So yeah, go on. Yeah, uh, my take is. I don't understand why men care so much. Who gives a shit? She's pretty. They show her for like a grand total of 90 seconds a broadcast. Like who cares? And like her boyfriend's oh, pretty it's... awesome at football. Yeah, because it's like tainting. It's like, yeah, it's because it's, 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 it's supposed it's like to be like this masculine. Zone. Like we're, we're supposed to watch. We're supposed to see the touchdown dance instead of Taylor holding it's, hands it's with her mother-in-law. It's it's forcing us all into like Instagram land. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be Taylor Swift. It could be like Princess Such and So, or the son or the daughter of the president, or something. Well, it'd be funny if it was Hunter Biden, but you know, <laughs> you don't think it reveals like some sort of thinly veiled misogyny that like so much of like no. men no. In, in Middle America are so outraged by this. No, I think it has. I think it has to do with. Um, Mm, being feeling like ever your entire life is being invaded by social media culture. It could be a guy. It could be a guy they pan up to all the time, and it would be same outrage. I think, all right. or sim- similar level. I'm not sure I agree, but we can move on. Taylor Tomlinson. Okay, so Taylor Tomlinson is a comedian that I don't find funny. Um, she's uh, so I don't fully <laughs> understand it, but but I, but she has a bit that I've seen that I wanted to get your take on. Okay, her bit is basically. I mean, it's not. A, I didn't find it funny when I heard her say it, but I'm not 
Taylor Tomlinson, so it won't even be funny because my cadences won't be right. But basically, the gist is uh, a guy, her, she had an ex-boyfriend who wanted credit, and she w- he would basically tell her every time he got hit on by a girl mm. because you know he wanted, yeah, he wanted to sort of, I guess, show his fidelity to her. Oh, you know, mm. guess what happened today? This guy hit on me, or this, this girl hit on me uh, in the Starbucks or whatever. Um, and her point, of course, is to be sort of outraged or like uh, irritated that, you know, he's he wants credit for um, f- kind of following the rule, the most basic rule of engagement is yeah. the term she uses in a relationship. I think. And then, of course, the, the follow on is like a woman could like. A woman is constantly fending yes, off these right. sorts so, of things. So here's the problem. I think I used to have the intuition that Taylor Tomlinson's ex-boyfriend had, which is like you can ch- sort of prop yourself up by um, say, you know, saying that like, you know, some other woman vetted you and and, and hit on right. you. But yeah, that doesn't work because yeah, like women don't understand the male experience. And the male experience is like no one ever hits on you ever. And so like like a woman hitting on me actually is sort of a remarkable event. And it right. is sort of it is sort of like a a, a plus oneing thing. But like women think that you're just like boasting about something that's like totally normal. And right. So yeah, there's like an experience gap there that makes it that yeah, that guy thinks that he's one upping himself, but really she's just yeah, yeah. She she doesn't see it that way. She just sees it as boasting. Okay. Now people say that this Taylor Tomlinson person is clever, articulate, smart, whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you think that she knows that? And so is making some sort of clever, like she, there's some sort of uh wink to the audience or something that no, she knows that you, you think it. she's just making the baseline joke and she actually doesn't understand that a guy would want to brag or would want to like, he might just genuinely be proud of himself or impressed with himself. He might not be trying basically the thing you said that he's that it's an unusual experience and notable in a man's life when that happens. You think I she think, might not know that? I think the proper reaction for a woman actually is something like what that man's intuition is, which is like as long as he's not being a dick about it, he's like, "Hey, I was like at a bar today and this woman like hit on me." Um I think that should be sort of like validating, validating? or, or, yeah. or ad- advocating. Um, yeah, you know, if he's like, oh, she was really hot, like, uh, yeah, like you want, you want to use some tact, but, um, in a vacuum, it is sort of like a, a good sign, I think. Um, so what do you yeah, think is the typical female reaction though? It's, it's that they're insecure. I don't know if it's like disgust or they're like, uh, just assuming. I, I think women don't like being faced with like. <laughs> the notion that their partners are constantly have a have a wandering eye toward other people right and instead of like sort of embracing that fact and understanding it and to- and not just tolerating it but sort of <laughs> coming to terms with it i think instead most women like sort of like lead a life of almost like wanting to put their fingers in their ears about the way that like the male experience generally is and yeah, it suggests this suggests that uh, I have a friend or uh, that often brings up that things like, oh, well, maybe the way the culture dealt with this sometime in the past was better. This suggests that kind of people, women or whoever, are sort of being more at ease with these kind of boorish male behaviors in the way people maybe were in the past might actually be more uh, skillful because yes. at least you're accepting this is just the reality of it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah, pretending that men don't have a wandering eye doesn't really get you anywhere. (laughs) Sure. It's just going to get you disappointed. Yeah, I was, uh, my wife was telling me about a coworker who was complaining. They have a new child, a female coworker, and she was complaining because her husband is not as interested in the little kid as she is. And the analogy that I drew was, look, I think that in the same way that women get some kind of, kind of deep inner joy from watching a little baby, mm-hmm. men get, men get some pleasure from it. So, you know, like I like watching little kittens yeah, play. And I like puppies too. It's zero. Yeah. Sure. Um, but I think there's some deep inner joy that women get. And I think that a decent analogy for that is porn. Women, <laughs> yeah, a woman can appreciate porn. She can say, wow, that's, he's really giving it to her. But there's something well, else going on when a man watches porn. I, my wife actually, she was like, huh, like I didn't, she didn't argue with me. Yeah. Uh, like it, there's, there's something there it's, because it is a thing that women just don't get. I mean, a woman can enjoy porn, but it's not the same. Men really like porn. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, our brains are programmed for it. It's, it's what we're for. Yeah. Uh, but we're not really four babies in the same way. This would be good. I don't think they do analogies on the SAT anymore. But if they did, they're like, <laughs> women are the babies as men are too. <laughs> yeah. Cow, horse, porn, or. <laughs> Careful. If you put goat yeah. in there, it might be tricky. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on. Uh, this person. Sure. Wonders on the Sugar Lifestyle Forum, which is the Sugar Babies, Sugar Daddies subreddit. Uh, she says, do men want monogamy? So sugaring has altered my opinions on monogamy. I think it is still my dream to settle down with one man and have a family one day. I think it's highly important for children to grow up with two loving parents. So I want to provide that dynamic for my future children. I've also been exploring varying degrees of openness in relationships. I'm still unsure of how realistic it is to have one single person fulfill all your needs. It does sound ideal to only have to date one man though, and to build one strong connection like a soul tie where my partner and I are each other's best friends and enjoy Ugh. living life as one. Okay, yeah, that's a bit much. All right. Through experiences sugaring, I've begun to wonder if monogamy is something that men actually desire in life or if it's just something they feel they have to conform to. A lot of sugar daddies are married, which honestly concerns me. I know some wives are fine with it, but it makes me fearful that one day I'll be at the other end of it. I'll be the wife with a man that has a younger girlfriend on the side. Can one well, woman- maybe you won't care. Go yeah, ahead. Well, yeah. yeah. Can one woman truly ever satisfy a man? I know married sugar daddies have unique reasons for sugaring on the side, but I honestly don't see married men myself, so I'm not too sure about it. The other side of it, too, is the single sugar daddies who are unable to settle down and thus opt for sugaring because of the no strings attached element, just looking for some insight into the topic. Obviously, everyone is different, but sugaring has literally made me scared to get married and be cheated on by my husband with a younger woman one day. I've also heard theories about how hard it is for a wealth for wealthy men to be faithful to one woman because of their increased options and temptations. If you're a married sugar daddy who sugars on the side, why hypothetically, is there something I don't care about her questions. So I wanted to read this thread because, uh, well, for starters, I think her concerns are well-founded. Um, yeah. And then second, what is the benefit to children? And this is what I teased in the intro of monogamous relationships. Like, I think the thing that matters is having a father present. I'm not sure if him being like monogamous to to the mom is necessarily crucial for uh, most of the value that the children get from uh, combined families. Yeah, I mean, I can uh, I can quote, I can do a shout out here to this podcast that has a TikTok account. It's a woman who appears to be, she appears to be just basically misogynistic. 
Uh, it's called Just Pearly Things. I think her name uh-huh. is Pearl. Uh-huh. And uh, her claim is that kids would be better off in divorce if they went with the dad in general, because there's a whole bunch of stats. Now, I think this is data Whoa. mining because I think that uh, when the dad gets custody, which is seldom, uh, he's there's a, probably he's a like reason. an all star. Yeah, yeah, and the woman, or the, the woman is, is, not... is whatever the opposite of an all star is. Exactly. A minor so leader. I think that there's right. So so I don't think it's I don't think a fair trial has been out of this. But basically, there are stats showing that men as single parents operate better than women. Um, so yeah, I mean, so there's that you could, you, you could, yeah, you could make that argument, I think in general, but you're, you're, you're going after just the, do children really need a dad and a mom I think, or monogamy? I think for sure they need a dad and a mom. I think the research on okay. that is clear. Is it I'm okay not, if it's a trans man? Uh, it's probably. How about if it's a lesbian couple? What I, about Pete Buttigieg? Is there data on, uh, gay parents versus heterosexual parents and how well the children turn out there can't be there's there can't be enough data yet i haven't researched that and even if there was data you'd have to be i think that you'd have to be suspicious of it because there wouldn't be that much of it and yeah there'd be there'd be a lot of sort of nonsense and like i mean gay couples probably typically don't have kids and so the ones that do it's gonna be selection bias blah blah blah, Mm. blah. there's gonna be all these problems with the data they might be like particularly great parents yeah 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 but oh, but I hear you. Okay, so you're thinking that they they're the, the both genders or gender whatever have a, have a role to play. But your your question is, would it matter for the kids if the dad was had sugar babies? Basically, I mean, if he's if his philandering interferes in his ability to father, or interferes, or like if the kids can see him treating his wife terribly, like those things obviously would would be bad. But short of that, and also yeah, you know, there are also behaviors that could. Once the kid is old enough to have friends in school and so forth, the, the, the friends could find out about it. Like, why was your dad at my house? Or like, um, hey, I was listening. I, I was really horny last night and I was trying to find a sex podcast and found your dad's. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. This this notion that um, uh, perfectly monogamous couples have the best children seems a bit fraught. I, I bet the main thing that matters is having two people regardless of sex and if whether or not they have side pieces probably doesn't matter that much as long as they're being reasonably responsible about it. I think it probably matters that you have. I think the dynamic of having one parent that's more sort of strict and one parent that's a little more humanistic or something is probably beneficial too, but that's typically going to happen because you'll have people have different personalities. You'll have, yeah, I mean, what are the odds that they have like identical strictness? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there were other things in that, in that post to unpack. I mean, uh, her kind of surprise at encountering this male behavior. And I, I thought kind of articulate description of like how it explodes or changes some of her thoughts yeah, uh, about life. I do think that she's being a little naive on the topic of, oh, I'm worried about on the other end, if that'll happen to me. I, I don't know. I have no idea what the percentage is on this. I suspect that a lot of times, when these guys have sugar babies, the wife knows, whether whether tacitly or explicitly, she knows. <sighs> yeah, but if it's tacit, there's usually some you know, bumpers. And if you, you know, jump over the bumper, that, that's going to be like big, what? big trouble. 
I don't know. I mean, you you see this in there's some movie I saw where uh, somebody was like a politician or something, and it was fine that he was philandering, but mm-hmm. when he got caught philandering, it wasn't fine. She was like, "Dude, <laughs> like I was willing to pretend this isn't happening, but now you made it so that it's my problem." Um, that's yeah, if you're like a politician, an, an extreme melodramatic example, but. Right. You know, it could be something like, oh, yeah, as long as the other wives at the PTA, you know, don't find out, then it's fine. But if if you make it so that, like, I need to start answering questions to all my friends, then we have a problem. I think more concretely, though, that's in many cases the thing. I think that I think that the wife in many of these situations is concerned about social shame, concerned about what will it mean for her? Like, is he going to want to divorce her and run off with this other person? Like, what what's really going to happen? I think that the concern about oh, his penis was near another woman or he had an orgasm with another woman, I don't think they care about that as much. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's, look, every little bit matters some, but I just think that that's, that would be easier to digest. And part of the reason I think that is that there have been kind of European cultures in the past where having a mit- mistress was kind of common. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't an unusual thing as long as the sort of status of the wife remained unchanged. It's right. somewhat more modern to have more of a problem with that. I think it's related to religion and so forth. So yeah. I don't necessarily think it has to be problematic. I do think there's a gender uh, inequality here in that I think most men would not like it. Well, it's more of a fetishy thing for a guy to want to have a hot wife the other direction. I don't think that's a thing for a, a MILF wife right. who's out there with young men. I don't. I think men would have more of a problem with that. Um, and I just think that's kind of uh, biologically based uh, men are designed to care about who's impregnating their significant other or might be trying what to, if, et cetera. I mean, what if she's postmenopausal? I it's guess not like, rational. Yeah, well, and like there's not much adaptive genetic stuff that applies postmenopausal because humans died. <laughs> Generations were shorter than that. Look, I'll say this. Maybe uh maybe one way to get the whole world to be pro-choice is just to in, in adopt polygamy across the board because then you kind of need to have abortion for selection of who the dad is, right? You're like, look, I'm fine with you fucking other guys as long uh-huh. as, uh, as, wait, maybe I mean polyandry. Polyandry across the board. I'm fine with you fucking other guys as long as we can abort the ones that aren't mine, right? How do you even know? Oh, well, that's a good question. So there are, uh, there's a company that I've been made aware of that is, this is actually a really interesting topic. There's a company that I've been made aware of that is um, pioneering, doing pioneering, their early stages of doing gen- genetic testing on embryos that are, are, have not many cells in them. And so basically you have to, you have to remove like cells that aren't going to be important later because you don't have that many cells to start with in the embryo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, and then you can test it. And the stated purpose of this is to test for genetic uh, diseases, right? Down so you syndrome, can avoid having et cetera. Exactly, exactly. But everybody knows that what they're madly doing is uh, running machine learning algorithms to make it so that if you do in vitro and you have 20 embryos, you can pick the highest IQ one yeah. or the tallest one or whatever. Right. Um, well, you could do the same thing, right? You could say, look, I've got 20 embryos here. Actually, if you're doing in vitro, you would know who the dad was because it would be done in a test tube. So that's even better. You could just say, look, I'm not, I don't want any biological babies. I just want the in vitro ones. So you could abort anything that's non Is the data on this stuff rich enough Ex yet? vitro. Uh, for which? For uh, determining 
future outcomes based on DNA profile, like IQ. Which outcome? IQ. So yeah, so uh, there's the I, I don't remember his name. Uh, Steve Chu, I think it's Steve Shu. He was the uh, uh, he was like a dean at University of Michigan, I want to say, or maybe Michigan State, uh, in, in the engineering uh, school of engineering, I think. And he got canceled uh, because of some stuff he said about IQ testing or something a few years back. And then he 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 did an interview where he was working with this company, and um, there there are things that are pretty well understood, which like height, for example, height can be predicted very accurately from your genetic sequences. And they're cagey about IQ. The thing I would say about that is that uh, in the West, particularly in the United States, there's a lot of sensitivity about this because of various historical eugenics concerns. There are other countries like China where there are much fewer concerns about this. Mm -hmm. And so you can be certain that their work is moving apace there to uh, to get you some high IQ babies. My intuition would be that as soon as you figure out the technique to do it for something like height, it wouldn't be hard to do it for something like IQ. I think that IQ is more multivariate, and so there, there, there are more there are more genes involved. So it's, sure, it's a little but more complicated. I, I think height is not just one gene. Like height is already multivariate, so you've already solved the multivariate problem. There, there's there are a couple other issues. One is that you need uh, height is extremely easy to measure. IQ you have to have so so they there. Are, are a small there's a small enough data set on IQ and of course in, in the China, West China it's least, not hard to measure they agree all the kids take standardized tests agreed in the US at least or in the West yeah, people still debate people well, make the SAT is arguments. canceled right they make arguments like IQ doesn't exist which is preposterous they may, you know they people are still fighting that war whereas I'm sure in China they're not fighting that war uh, but the point is you need a data set that includes a, an accurate uh, assessment of intelligence and that's going to mm-hmm. be at multiple ages and then you back figure that yeah, but early age correlates to later age, I'm sure. Early it doesn't age. actually. Uh, early age it, IQ doesn't correlate to later age IQ. Yes, it, it does. It correlates to some extent, but it doesn't stabilize until you're in your late teens to early twenties. So there can be there can be significant changes. Um, in any event, the, the, yeah, yeah, but the, the, yeah, but I uh, my guess would be that you can have downside risk, but not much upside risk on intelligence. From early yeah. to late age, you mean? Yeah, like if like if you have like a 120 IQ when you're five, it's unlikely that you're going to have a 140 IQ later. But it's possible you could have a 90 IQ later. I don't think that. I don't know if that's right or not. But but that's I, my intuition. I, I, that, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't think the numbers are that big. I think that if you are 120, you're going to be close to 120 later. It's the, yeah, but they, but still well, you're the one that said yet. it didn't stabilize. Yeah, okay, all right. It's not stable. Right, we should move on. This is getting no, into yeah, like. <laughs> sure. There's one other thing I wanted to say about that, but you. Made me not I'm sorry. remember it. So, so the the <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> it's all my fault. You're the worst. Um, in vitro Chinese babies. I can't remember. Go on, move on. <laughs> right. I'll remember it later, and I'll bring it up. All right, people can back stay to tuned. sex. This person yeah. says, I can't stop. I'm a 31-year-old woman and married to a wonderful man with a super high sex drive. Mine has slowed down over the years to his dismay, going from four to five times a week to maybe once a week, if lucky. There's no reason for it, just no urge. He's extremely handsome and great in bed, but the urge just went poof. Well, I've had to start taking some supplements as I was low in some things. Ferritin, vitamin C, vitamin D3. Been on them for about three weeks, and in the past few days, I can't stop. It's persistent. I've been hounding my poor husband multiple times a day, so... Serving myself multiple times a day, but nothing is helping. Is it the vitamins? Should I go to my doctor? LOL, I feel like I'm going crazy. I mean, I've heard of the dirty 30s, but this is ridiculous. We're going to dehydrate. The first hmm. comment The first comment is, furiously scribbles notes, ferritin, vitamin C, vitamin D3. Um, 
<laughs> I don't understand. I mean, we've been through this before, but I don't understand how people can have such wildly disparate sex drive. Like I just have like a passive high desire to have orgasms basically all of the time, except for like the hour after I orgasm. Well, this is a woman though. I know. And I but know women, women I, know women, I know like, for example, during their cycle, it can shift, but this like going from like wanting to have sex once a week to suddenly just being like totally insatiable. Like that's such a wild swing and it can't just be because she's drinking like whole milk or whatever well, vitamin uh, yeah, D3 is in. I don't know what even what ferritin is. is that iron? <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It must be some Australian thing or something. <laughs> but the, the, yeah, I mean, women for women, sex drive is going to be le- much less selected for than it is for men, right? So it so, sort of doesn't matter. Um, although obviously every woman has a male and a female progenitor, so they have you know men are, and women are largely the same. Um, but yeah, it's going to be less selected for. So it doesn't surprise me that there could be a much bigger standard deviation in like the way that women experience these things in men. It would surprise me. Although, and the other thing I would say is that men do definitely report that if you take testosterone, it makes a huge difference. Like yeah. you can take a man who has low sex drive and push it up a lot with testosterone. That's true. I learned that from Doug Flutie and Frank Thomas and whoever else does those ads on TV for testophen. I thought they have low T. I thought Frank Thomas was HGH. Is he, he has low T. <laughs> he also has low T. He's got some problems. I mean, he's 6'4", 270 pounds, and he mashed 500 home runs. So you'd think that that yeah. would correlate with high T. Maybe it oh. maybe it faded he out. May, he may be lying to make money. It's not impossible. This experience, though, of like just being totally uninterested in sex, I've never had that. I know men can get that on antidepressants. I'm like mildly curious to like try that for a week just to see like what my life would be like. But I think there would be other, I think it would just like remove my drive to do important things generally. That would be my concern. Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of your drives are emotional like this or hormonal. It's just, you're saying that your sex drive is static or constant. It feels stable. Yeah. Right. I mean, it wasn't it higher when you were say 20 years old. Yeah, I'm sure. It was more distracting. I think when I was 20 years old, is that because you had less access to sex, or 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 good porn, or make maybe feeling more shame about masturbating? I don't care mm-hmm. now. Happy to masturbate to the cows come home. Who did you? Were you worried that there was some like your your ancestors were watching you beat off or something? I don't know. Were you? We had this conversation with a, a friend of the pod years ago about how he and I still feel a little bit of shame after masturbating. And you were like, I don't, yeah, you were like, what? Uh, I don't know right. what that I is. I don't think I ever felt that. Yeah. I don't I was know. I was just proud of myself. <laughs> what? Look what I've done. Yeah. yeah I don't I mean, know whatever. why. It's a good way to like uh, have a good time. It's not. Yeah. No, I remember when we had that conversation, it occurred to me, I was like, oh yeah, maybe it's weird that I feel like a little bit of shame after masturbating, but <laughs> no, I, yeah. I mean, it's talked about in like pop culture all the time. Like, yeah, I think you might be the unusual one. I think but I prefer, right. I prefer your way. That sounds awesome. Well, I would be ashamed if, 
you know, I, I were caught on camera or if my kids of walked course. in. I mean, there's all these things that would be lame. So, so that's not, but I mean, I wouldn't be ashamed if they walked in while I was doing something else. So obviously I do have uh, some feelings about it. Maybe, maybe it's adaptive to feel shame. It's like, I don't want to like be masturbating by myself. I want to be having orga- I want to be having partnered orgasms. It's like a little I bit feel, of a nudge toward that. I think that. I feel more ashamed from partner orgasms, <laughs> partnered <laughs> orgasms. Yeah. I don't because know. Then there's shame is the right it. word. You you feel like annoyed in the immediate <laughs> aftermath. That's it's not true. shame. <laughs> it's different. So there's there's another thing in this question, really briefly. Yeah. Uh, it's about the. Yeah, I, I wanted to double click on this with you for a second. So. Mm-hmm. The, the the implied here is that the guy is not that interested in her. He he's lost some amount of interest. Like she's hounding him, and he's he's less interested. And that must that would. I don't know if that's really implied. Actually, okay. she talked about how her husband has a super high sex drive, and now I think she's saying hers is closer to matching his. Got she's it. worried that they're going to get dehydrated because they're having sex so much. Okay, well let me ask you this anyway. So, in your experience of finding that your attracted attraction to partners sometimes or often declines after some number of sexual encounters. Yes. Is it does the partner's skill or something they do during sex? I, I realize that so this occurred to me as I was like walking a couple nights ago. The so the attraction naturally is going to be highest the first few times you have sex because like it's it's of basically course. a stranger that you've now convinced to do this thing with you that women don't want to do typically. Yeah. Okay. And I think women, uh, it's it's almost impossible for a woman to be, you know, quote unquote, bad in bed and for the first like, you know, five sexual encounters with them. Oh, that's an interesting point. Okay. So, okay. Um, because but after their skill after is those, totally overwhelmed by the newness factor. Okay. But after those, say, five times, do you find that their skill affects the curve that you experience in terms of, is there something they can do or- some way they can behave or some excitedness yeah. they can have that, cha- that makes the you question. more interested longer? Yeah. Uh, the I don't answer know. is no. The answer is I don't know. I, I suspect okay. just like physical attractiveness, it helps extend the runway, that uh, prowess would help extend the runway, the runway on getting bored. Um, mm. But you're not sure. But I'm not sure because I haven't really... Stuck around long enough to test. Uh, yeah, that. I would. I would need like a series of people that I dated for like four months or something. You don't have that's, that. That's just not how. Uh, at least it doesn't happen back to back to back to back. Is there a point? Ab- is there a date after which you can't really ghost the person? So you have to like it makes the breakup more complicated. So there's a str- strong incentive to ghost before that. Is it like date ten or something? I don't like sending the shit sandwich text or okay. delivering the sh- shit sandwich phone call but it never stops me i don't think it stops me from breaking up with people but but you might break up with them earlier if you know my point was if you know that you're nearing the date when you would feel obligated oh, to do more you might break up with them or ghost them or whatever before or they might do it to you before that moment I might, yeah. If I feel like things are getting too serious and I want to avoid some sort of awkward, messy breakup. When is that moment though? It's it's dependent. Is it is it because something happens? So they they say something and then you're like, Oh crap, I better cut this off. Um 
Yeah. I mean, I went on a few dates with someone about a month ago and she, on our last date, she started doing some like future date planning, like Mm. multiple future date planning. She also, (laughs) she said, we were, you know, the Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. We were like next to like the Cirque du Soleil tent. There's like a bar that is sort of near that area in San Francisco. And yeah. she was saying that she like loved the circus and that she really wanted to go. And she was like, oh, we should go next week. And and I was like. Did she say she loved the circus or Cirque Yes, hold on. She, she was okay. raving about the circus. And I was like, you know, the circus got canceled like 15 years ago. There hasn't been a circus. And she's like, no, go, yeah. like that's a circus. And I was like, and I was like, have you been to Cirque du Soleil before? She was like, yeah. And like, she didn't know the ignorance she was revealing that like Cirque du Soleil is different than the circus or that right. she can't have really possibly been to either because then she would understand the difference. Um, and well, so it could be generational in that. So, yeah, I mean, nobody would call it the circus. Right. No. When you say the circus, I think of like a trained bear or a yes, the elephant. So yeah, that's yeah. why they canceled it is because I guess it was cruel to the animals. And to be fair, maybe there aren't trained bears because that would be dangerous. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. But they're oh, you know, trained actual animals. circuses? No, they had they yeah. had bears at circuses. Oh, okay, okay, no doubt. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I think the last time I went to one was when I was like five years old. I think so. they sedated them and stuff. It was like pretty inhumane. Ooh, okay. Also, okay. why did we use the word inhumane when describing poor treatment of animals? Shouldn't it be like in animal mane? Yeah, I don't. It's just it's it's by analogy from the from the uh, from the the human experience. It's because animals are just small humans. That's why you should be vegan. <laughs> okay. Okay. Never yeah. mind what animals do to one another in the wild. That I told happen. you about the four hour podcast I listened to about shrimp welfare. You did. <laughs> Um, I actually found it pretty convincing, but that's a different conversation. Uh, you found, you found, oh, whatever. I mean, it's fine. I mean, there's, it doesn't hurt necessarily to be nice to animals. It's we fine. kill something like 4 trillion shrimp, man. Per what year? Yeah. If there's some if we, non-zero uh, amount of, of, of negativity there, you can get, you can get a lot of positivity by like slightly modifying the treatment of shrimp. I think if you could just take that number to 3.9 trillion and take that extra 100 billion and just do pit bulls, <laughs> then we'd be really onto something. <laughs> we're going to, oh my God, this is the second time we're going to get yelled at in emails this week. All right, let's do the threesome thing. Um, I mean, you know, fans of the show know that we like preposterous threesome things, but this one is, this is what it's like. I like this one. All yeah. right. My girlfriend brought in another man and said she wants both of us to have sex with her. I think she means with him. to say with but, him. With her. They, okay, I get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, throwaway count is I don't want to associate it with my man. I can't imagine why. My uh, 31-year-old uh, girlfriend. Sorry. He's 31. She's 30. And I've been together for a few months now. Recently, she asked me whether I'd be down for something new, which we haven't tried before. I said, sure. She clarified again. And I said, yeah, sure. I was thinking it'd be something harmless. So the gist is that I asked her, what this new thing was. And she said, oh, just something I thought I'd enjoy. I'll show you later, maybe. That was two weeks ago. Today, she invited me to her house. And after arriving, I learned that her colleague, David, a 32-year-old man, whom I had not met before, was also present there. She introduced me to him and said that the new thing she wanted to try was that she wanted both of us to fuck her at the same time. I was just shocked. I did not know how to react to her wanting to have sex with another man. She said that 
I'd say that she said that I'd said I'll do anything. And I said she blindsided me, but her argument was that I said anything. Hmm. Hmm. I asked her, how long has this affair been going on? How many guys have you fucked like this behind my back? And she got mad, accusing me of slut-shaming her, etc. A huge Uh-oh. argument resulted, and in the end, she got mad and kicked me out from, from the place. She did text me later to say that she's having serious thoughts about continuing the relationship, and I haven't responded yet. I don't know what to do. All right, well, dude, your relationship's over. But um, I can't even like imagine a woman trying to spring this on me. I, 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 it's, it's almost uncontemplatable, like how beta this guy has to be for her to like, think that this had like a non, non non 0% chance of working. Do you think that, do you think that, um, you could reverse the genders here and it would be okay? So, uh, baby, I have something to tell you. What's that? Um, I, well, whatever. I've got this woman here I want to fuck. But the important thing is you tell her you've been fucking all these chicks. She gets upset and you say, don't slut shame me. <laughs> don't slut shame me. I love that part. I knew you were going to key in on that part. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I'm just I'm just a horny man. Like, whatever. She, like, I like bring my girlfriend home and there's like another naked woman in my bed and I demand that she have a threesome with her. And then when she complains, <laughs> I say, don't slut shame me. <laughs> I actually really like that. I the thought sort you were sex positive. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's just sort of amazing. You said you'd do anything. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, you use the word anything that clearly gives me carte blanche. Um, there's also yeah, she basically admitted a corpse in, in the other case. room that, that I demand that you fuck because you said <laughs> anything. Yeah. She basically admitted that she has had sex with other guys. Yes. In addition here. I mean, this is, yeah. this is more than uh, yeah, just we, David. We're missing a few details here, but he does say, how yeah. long is this affair going on? How many guys have you fucked like this behind my back? And she got mad, right. accusing me of slut-shaming her. Unbelievable. Right. I mean, his language might not have been the best choice there, but uh, yeah, I don't think, I think that- How do you think you would is... react if, if you came home and your wife produced a coworker and said- yeah, I mean, I I don't blame him for uh, you know not not uh, being perfect on his feet in in that moment. I'd just be like, oh no, now we have to do this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh no, okay, I guess we're getting divorced. Yeah, it's just, but like, no, it's not, it, well... it's not even a possible thing. Like, it, it's so outside of like any possibility because <laughs> you guys aren't insane people. Well, I have more knowledge about mmf the problems of mfm and mmf threesomes than the average guy i think uh but yeah, even I if i didn't do. have that knowledge yeah with, even without that knowledge i i i uh yeah i mean i think this is um a challenging thing for a guy who's not at least sort of bisexual to want to do uh, yeah i mean we've talked before i can imagine imagine an mfm situation where the woman is just so hot and I'm, and I'm just, I, I, I just want her so badly that I would tolerate the presence of another man, but certainly wouldn't be my well, preference. What would, what would you want him to be doing? Like, even, I would want him to not be there. Okay. But what are you, what would you tolerate? I mean, I, I like I, I have consumed, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to find content like this either in virtual reality or in porn, obviously. And the presence of the second guy is weird. You know, because yeah, no shit. they always they always frame up the porn so you're one of the guys. Like you're sort of kind of involved in one of the action. Then you look over uh-huh. to the right and there's like another dude. <laughs> there's Bruno. And you're kind of like, hey, you're like, does he really have to be there? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like what, you know, and I guess I understand that it could amp up. I, 
I, the, one of the things I would question is, I sort of question whether the percentage of women that really would have a fetish for this anyway, I feel like it's a little performative or fake. Oh, she might've been trying to torpedo the relationship. I didn't look in any of the comments to see if anyone yeah. suggested that. Well, or maybe not just, maybe not that, but she's trying to, she was trying to come up with something kind of off the wall, or she just wants a relationship with, with David. But I'm right. a little skeptical that that many women would want. I, they might, they might, I don't know. They might fetishize it some, but it's, it's tricky to get another guy involved, you know? Yeah. It's like having two roosters with the same hen. It's tricky. I think, I mean, this is apropos to something you were, we were saying a couple of minutes ago. I think that like, if I were inside another woman and she were like blowing a second guy, I, I think I could, I think I could still. But you'd have to enjoyable. look at him then. No, you can sort of crop okay. your, your, your field of view. I think I would rather beat off than do that. Meaning, meaning just leave the room and beat off somewhere else. It just, I, it depends yeah, it, on the just, woman. If this okay. person was like a 99th percentile woman, I think. But what does that matter? Because, because to, to possess this woman in any I way, know. you're going to have to do this all the time. And no, I, no, 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 no. I wouldn't want this to be like a common situation. It's just like a, it's something I might do once. What if you're, what if it was like a clockwork orange and your eyes were propped open and you had to watch the guy? And then what if he had an orgasm while you were having to watch him? Yeah. I mean, those are both hard passes. What if his semen splashed on you? I think when I had my orgasm, I would immediately run out of the room. I'd be like, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I, <laughs> I got mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's, uh... yeah, there is a certain way in which men want sex to be about them. Yeah, of course. And I think this like, this sort of reveals it. It's it breaks like, it. It's... This breaks down that, that, uh, right. That hope. Yeah. So it's, it's difficult for a guy to want to do it. I'm trying to think if I would rather in this situation, just have them have sex. I'm not sure what I would recommend if I, uh, okay. So David's there. I don't know if David's. Oh, that's an interesting naked. thought experiment. I think I would come up, try to come up with something weird to propose. Like David, why don't you beat off over there? And then I'm not sure. Okay, let's sure say, okay, maybe this is the right way to frame it up. There is a woman and she is going to give David a blowjob and you okay. have to be in the room and you need to have an orgasm as quickly as you possibly can. Okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now go. What do you do? Uh, and am I, but I'm not upset about the fact that David's doing this to my girlfriend? Yeah. It, it, maybe it's not your girlfriend. Maybe it's someone like extremely attractive. Okay. Okay. So I'm just, so, I mean, I think most guys just are into it. They can do the Eiffel Tower, the Wobbly H, whatever they get into it and they enjoy it and it's fine. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, let's see, she's giving him a blow. So all I have is access to her is her backside. It's tricky. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, you can position her maybe. I would rather, here's what I would rather do is I would rather find Let's say we were in a room that was like in a nice house and it had yeah. drapes. Yeah. I would take one of the drapes, cut a circular hole in it <laughs> with a long cut toward one of the edges. I would put that over him so his cock is only seen sticking through and then I would uh -oh. fuck her. I think that would be okay. I think that like if I could just make him a glory hole penis, it would be better. Yeah. And also I, if I, I could agree. muffle him. If I could muffle his sound too. 
yeah. I mean, you're sort of breaking the premise of the question here, but yeah. That, that I think sounds... I might. I think I would have trouble being aroused with the other guy there. I think it would. I think I would me. too. So it's just a thought experiment. I don't know. Like, there's also like the presence of like a new, extremely attractive vagina. Like, I I, I don't know how like those two countervailing things would would impact my yeah. brain and my small brain. Yeah, I don't know. I know. I don't know how. I don't. I. I don't think it would amp it up for me. I think there's some guys where they're like kind of attracted or aroused by bisexual male play where it would amp it up for them. I don't think. It oh, for sure. I, I just, yeah, I think I'm on the like hetero homosexual spectrum. I think I'm just fairly far to the hetero side. Yeah. Yeah. I Unfortunately. Think negative, but yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Your Mileage May Vary. You can send us feedback or questions to ymmvpod at gmail.com. If you send us feedback, we pay you $10. Give us your Venmo or uh, Cash App or whatever you use. Uh, And if you ask us a question, let us know. We can use it on the show. Again, that's ymmvpod at gmail.com. We appreciate you taking the time to listen, and we will catch you next week on Your Mileage May Vary. Je me goûte.